All right, everybody. Welcome back to Dreaming in F Minor. I am your host, Mike Roop. I'm so happy you're here. We're in episode three now, and this is uh, I can't I couldn't ask for much more. This uh, the the reception so far for the show has been absolutely wonderful. I thank you guys so so much for that, um, for the ratings, all that good stuff. You know, just keep it coming, keep it coming, keep it coming, please. It really helps. So. Today, we have an absolute powerhouse of an episode for you. Mr. Jay Wosley is here with us today, most notably from the hit television show Ghost Adventures. Uh, He's been a cast member with them for quite some time and a crew member for even longer. But even beyond that, he is a uh, filmmaker, cinematographer, musician, songwriter, entrepreneur, owner of Simple Equations. This guy does absolutely everything. So real quick, a little further into Simple Equations Media. Simple Equations is a full-service audio and video production company based here in Las Vegas. We do everything from music videos to feature films to uh, music recording, podcast recording. That's where I'm recording from right now. Development, anything, you know, from pre-production all the way through post We've got you covered. You need headshots. Whatever you need, we've got you covered. We can do absolutely everything for you here in that world. So without further ado, let's get to today's guest, the powerful Jay Wosley. All right, everybody. Welcome into the interview portion of this episode with my esteemed guest, I have Mr. Jay Wosley here, filmmaker, cinematographer, TV personality, paranormal investigator, musician, songwriter, entrepreneur, on and on and on and on. And on. <laughs> Most Did importantly, I miss uh, an earthling. An earthling, as yeah. far as I know. It's, yeah, let's debate. There's some, yeah, there's some questionable, yeah, people in my. <laughs> family tree for sure um but yeah so um did i miss anything there uh no i think that kind of <laughs> yeah. generally covers all of it you kind of do everything so i just make sure you never quite know yeah. <laughs> uh yeah I'm, i don't know I, i'm trying to process everything that was even said it's yeah. always so weird when you hear that because like i don't think of all that like the actual individual things that i do mm-hmm. like i just if someone's like you know, it depends. But like, if they're like, "What do you do?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm just I'm a filmmaker, or I'm an artist, like, or whatever." Mm-hmm. Like, I always felt, even as a child, like growing up, I was always just, "I'm an artist. I want to create." And yeah, you know, and kind of like, you know, it's like a, I just want to create, and you know, each media, if you will, or whatever, where it's film or music or different positions in filmmaking, like it's mm-hmm. just different brushes in a way to create something. Totally, I think that's that should be a more overarching term. I think it is for creative people in general, but I think just being, just saying I'm an artist is, can be kind of vague at times, but I think really it's like, that's kind of what most, most creative people are because they don't just do one thing. You know what I mean? They do lots of different things. Just anything that is creatively, um, you know, either inspiring to them or, you know, uh, satisfies that itch, I guess. And I'm sure if you go to a bank and be like, can I get a loan? What do you do? I'm an artist. They're like, no. No. (laughs) Sorry. What kind of artist are you? So maybe that's why we have these, these, uh, you know, these (laughs) guidelines of what what type of artist you are. But we're all making art. Right. And I think like, I don't know, I've always had, part of me looks back and I always like kind of wish I may have done things different. I mean, no, I don't. I don't regret anything. But uh, like, I always feel like I'm good at, many aspects of things Mm -hmm. but like i don't know if there's that one that i'm like 
that's my like i'm a master like what mm-hmm. are they, the, there's a saying that the, the jack of all trades jack of all trades but master of none mm-hmm. like i kind of always felt that like i'm confident and good at what i can do and mm-hmm. the different genres different positions things like that but like yeah. i don't know and i guess there are things that i lean more towards too but in my own mind i guess my own self-deprecating mind i've always thought like oh, maybe i should just pick one thing and just really same <laughs> focus and like i feel like i do that every few that. months you know what i mean i'm like you know right. what i'm just gonna this is i'm gonna change everything right. i'm just i'm just gonna only play my bass yeah. for the next right. five years of my life and i'm just that's what it's gonna be and then i'm like oh you know what no um I, I, for the next few months i just want to like write things yeah you know my or, parents would just beat me and forced me to be a tennis player or something yeah yeah seriously did you play sports and stuff back in the day yeah i played a lot of sports actually my yeah. parents are british so it was kind of mandatory to play soccer growing up mm. my whole family still like all into it and, yeah and uh so it was kind of and i loved it i liked it uh, i played that a lot i played baseball a bunch and then uh my favorite was playing hockey hockey nice that was definitely my favorite organized sport i think i played a bowling league a couple summers mm, cool Nice. Yeah. She's always been pretty. And you, you skated a lot back in the day, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially growing up outside of Philly, I think around that time it was like a huge time for like Philadelphia skateboarding. Like Bam Margera was coming up then, mm-hmm. and it was just like I felt like skateboarding was like becoming really cool at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like more like early '90s, I guess. There were definitely certain areas in the country that I think that that really exploded in, and it, mm-hmm. and it like I grew up in pretty small town idaho but it, it still obviously hit really heavy mm. there but um but there's definitely certain places i think uh in the country where like skateboarding just it absolutely exploded oh yeah you know obviously southern california being one but mm. that was kind of the birthplace of it really but yeah. you know like philly you know like yeah. I, I think chicago had a, a big boom yeah. you know well, i think the problem i found and i grew up outside of philly actually new jersey technically but mm-hmm. it's easier just to say philly because no one knows the town in jersey except right for like closer to new york does mm. anyone know jersey cities i don't know but uh i don't think so i don't think like, anybody really wants right, to yeah <laughs> but uh but the but, problem is and like this was way before the internet didn't even exist you know we didn't even have cell phones to just call and talk to your friends like mm-hmm. we had nothing to do you obviously you can't go to bars you know they weren't really like besides playing sports like there was no extracurricular activities just for other kids to do you know mm. i remember we would play music we would just after school usually like a regular day would be go to school after school we would walk to the comic book store the record store every day Mm. like that's just what you did and flip through every comic book every record do that and then head over to my buddy's house we'd probably like jam in his parents basement play some music till his mom got home and yelled at us and then we would go from there then we would go out and we would just go skate behind the grocery store until someone kicked us out from there yeah man that was um my teenage years were pretty similar for sure like um like i skated a bit you know what i mean like i'm a big dude now uh and i've always been kind of a bigger dude you know Mm. so I, i played like football and stuff like that but i was i was naturally pretty I could move really well, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. So like I raced BMX and did this stuff. So I was usually riding my bike when most of my um, friends were skating. But I definitely skated a bit. But yeah, just like that that whole thing. Like we, we just kind of had a routine and thing that we did. We would go like we'd go skate or something, mm-hmm. you know, and go to the skate park. Yeah, and then go back and you know like play music, probably mm-hmm. smoke a shit ton of weed, mm-hmm. and 
just kind of do it all again the next day right yeah. and yeah, the problem in my town we didn't even have a skate park to go to really like i remember there was one skate park in like the fancier nice town that mm. was like 30 minutes away and yeah we would go over there but they like really enforced helmet laws and they were just yeah. like almost very policing it and it just wasn't it was hardcore fun. back in the day yeah, yeah so then we would just end up literally skating behind grocery stores or mm-hmm. old churches or yeah that was typically like definitely just like you know like the the quote-unquote five stair or like the you know like the blank gap you mm-hmm. know what i mean like you'd go and just go to these specific places yeah. you know what i mean and just for hours yeah just but i think it was good i think it you know it's probably like the old man in me now looking back at like today's kids and being like back in my day like we actually went outside and we did things and we were by ourselves and alone and yeah seriously you know but and you were in new jersey man but we got through it you know like yeah yeah, you get in trouble you figure it out you know Mm -hmm. but it was like i don't know there was a good sense of community the neighborhood like even like parents like would watch out for other kids and yeah you know now there's just i feel like there's such a division and kids are like locked into their phones and not really paying Mm -hmm. attention to the world but i felt we grew up very worldly yeah even without the internet like we knew a lot about the world and what's going on dude the internet and the rise in technology cell phones you know it changed everything Mm -hmm. it died like literally all of that that we're talking about died once all this came to be Uh, now like you know like obviously the the internet was developed in i think like the 80s or something uh, but it didn't really become consumer until what like 95 or Mm -hmm. something you know and even still from probably 95 to like 2000 2001 yeah, not it was everyone just had like, it yeah it was just not it was not like a it's not like something that everybody had you know a smartphone with faster internet that we could right. have even comprehended in those days yeah. i mean know? even it was funny even a uh, maybe three four years ago i forget exactly how many years ago now it all kind of blurs but we were filming in south dakota i think we were filming in south dakota and we met like a bunch of people that came down from north dakota they were like that's where they went to party for the weekend or whatever it hmm. was this town in south dakota hmm. and uh we were talking to them and they were like oh like we have a tv show and we started telling them about that and they're like oh well we don't have cable and i'm like oh okay that's fine wow. yeah you know but like and i was like oh i was like well if you go on youtube you could you're like we want to see it. i was like well if you go youtube there's probably clips or something you can kind of see at least what it's about and what we do mm-hmm. and they're like what's that and really? I'm like, really? What? Wow. I was like, where are you from? And it was like some little town up in North Dakota. And I was Jesus. like, yeah, on the internet. They're like, oh, the internet. Yeah, our our library has that. Really? Yeah. And I was just like, Holy oh. shit. So there's still. What year was this? It was only about four, maybe five years ago at the most. Wow, like that's that. insane. But yeah. They, so there's was, still pockets that are like that. Mm-hmm. Is that good, though, in today's world? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know. You know, like maybe. Um, being willfully ignorant might be not really nice there is i mean honestly like i don't know there's good and bad obviously i think yeah. it as a tool and if it's used as a tool it could be very useful very productive the, the speed that information travels now the sharing of information mm-hmm. you know someone can discover something on the other side of the world and the whole world knows about it instantly mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. much yeah um and social justices like it's it's a great thing and like the but at the same time it's almost too much. And mm-hmm. I feel like the problem is people don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's the format that they're getting it. Like they just look on their phone and you're s- scrolling through. Social and it's media, like, dude. Yeah. Terrible disaster in this place. And you're like, oh, s- scroll. Damn, again. You know, this celebrity wore this dress. Oh, yeah. oh another mass it. shooting. Um, dude, right. only six people died in this. So one. it's like there's so much information yeah. that no one really pays attention. Like 
to what that really means and what's going on. And like, maybe we should really fix these problems and yeah. try to solve these issues that are going yeah. on instead of just yelling about it. And then it mm -hmm. fades away. Yeah. I think, and I, and I do have hope that that day is going to come when it swings back because mm. I think it's like any, like everything's like on a pendulum, mm. you know? And so like, we've, we've seen the major upswing, you know, uh, yeah in uh, of technology we've, we've witnessed it you know as it happened in a modern text you know what i mean you know what i'm saying and um it's i i think everybody is kind of most i i guess conscious people people you know people who use their their mind for something other than just like um you know what i mean like working in nine to five and looking mm. at facebook or something you know what i mean like I think most people are realizing like how much damage this has really done. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? There was that documentary that came out um, on Netflix or whatever, um, the social dilemma. Oh, right. Yeah. It was talking about like, um, it's like being addicted to drugs. Yeah. You know, and like how they were literally like they, they, they intentionally created it this way. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? These were behavioral experts yeah. that developed these They're apps. Psychologically brainwashing people mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. And so like we, we've caught in that swing. And every, almost, there's rarely many, there's mm. very, very few people that didn't capture, ca catch that bug in some sort of way. Right. Um, but I think it is, it's going to come back a little bit, I think. Yeah, I hope you know so. I, mean? it's, I think it's just another case of, you know, it's happened throughout history. Something's created that can be very useful and very good, but then people take it and they kind of... We use it. We're yeah, humans, you know right. what I mean? Like, that's that's one thing that humans do is they abuse everything right. you know you like know. look at you know like gunpowder was made yeah pretty much for fireworks and for if anything in battle it was a distraction and kind of like spooky and weird mm -hmm. you know but that's what it was originally for and then mm -hmm. someone took it and they're like oh now we can make guns and mm -hmm. weapons and yeah. cannons and and that changed everything right and that's not even big enough let's see if we can split an atom and make right. even bigger things you know it's just yeah. It's never going to be big enough. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, um, I guess that kind of it, it, that kind of nullifies what I was saying with it kind of technology swinging back. Um, so maybe I'm wrong there. I hope, I hope not. I'm yeah. hopeful. I hope so. I but mean, I like, think, you know, technology is growing at such a exponential rate too. Like, I think there's some kind of formula I know that exists that like, like how much like technology and things get smaller and cheaper, but the technology grows like mm -hmm. it's like even more than doubling the speed, like computer chips or like, yeah. it's insane how fast they are now compared to like even five years ago, 10 years mm -hmm. ago, it's insane and they're cheaper yeah, and they're yeah, smaller. And you've seen those graphs, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How like technology, how, how, how quickly it starts to rise at a certain point where yeah. it's completely like out of control. Yeah. And I think it just comes down to people and how they choose to use it. You exactly. know, there's times, you know, I'm guilty. I get caught up, but then I do. I, when I start realizing, especially like the last year and a half with COVID and, you know, this division and misinformation and this side yelling about this side and that, and, mm -hmm. you know, each side's right and has a complete opposing opinion. And mm -hmm. there's like a whole loss of what's real and what's fact and what's made up. And, oh, yeah. and I found like, I've had moments where I get caught up and I'm reading all the articles and going yeah. through and like checking. And then all of a sudden it's like, I wasted so much time in my day doing this. Mm -hmm. And all I feel is anxious and depressed. Yeah. And now, yeah, you feel worse and you don't know what's real anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's really terrible, man. It's like, I, you know, I, the only thing that I can kind of try and tell myself and, 
you know, is to just disconnect from mm. it, you know, at least for short bursts at a time, yeah. you know, like scale everything back a little bit, mm. get back to basics a little bit and like, you know, cause y- you can't completely tune out the world because right. you're going to, you're going to miss something and never right. be really important. Yeah. You have to be aware. You have to, yeah, you don't have to know what's going on, but like there is so much like, you know, control grabs that are happening all around us because, because of the, the type of society that we've come up in where like, this is my opinion. Um, but like, I think having control has always been the ultimate goal for, for specific groups of people throughout mm-hmm. history. And, um, I don't think that's any different now. So, and I, and I think that there's so much fear mongering and everything that goes mm-hmm. on nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's so terrified and anxious and depressed. You know what I mean? And I think, and I believe it's intentional, oh, yeah. you know? Well, it's terrifying what you can do with mass information and being yeah. able to like manipulate that. And if you're in control of that information and not even just in control of the information, but control of how it's delivered mm-hmm. to the people, like you can almost do anything you want. It's mm-hmm. like really like evil genius. It's insane. <laughs> kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's really insane how, how um because our minds are so pliable i guess you know what i mean and so bendable and movable and flexible mm-hmm. um you know what i mean it's very very easy to to distort our minds mm-hmm. you know what i mean and we don't even realize it's been happening because it's always been happening for us right like it's it's been happening for so long that it's literally just part of our lives and it's only normal to us that's why mm-hmm. kids are so much smarter with technology kids kids are always like a step ahead of the generation before them because mm. it's just their life it's just what they know so it's just it's very simple it's the most basic thing to them right. it was complex for us you know or god forbid our parents or grandparents oh yeah and yeah that's why i feel like i don't know and i mean i'm not trying to say it's any better but i really liked my generation and yours as well like we're the same age pretty much and we're like i feel like we were one of like the last people that we were born and grew up in an analog world, mm-hmm. but then we transitioned into a digital world where we were young enough to still kind of learn it and understand it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we have that. To notice the difference? The combination of the two. Yeah. So, like, I still can go and put on a vinyl record and listen to it. Yeah. You know, I can still, like, realize, oh, this isn't working. Oh, it's because this cable isn't plugged in the right way or this. Mm-hmm. We're like, I feel kids today that are born strictly in the digital world. You know, and I mean, I guess they don't run into analog problems as much, but if they do, they're lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Because, I mean, you don't really have to worry about that too much. Right. If you don't want to, you yeah. can live in a completely digital world or use devices that are so, uh, w- uh, you know, so well developed yeah. that you don't ever have to worry about, mm-hmm. like, you know, doing anything Which mechanical in any sort me in of a way. way. You know, like, it, you know, there's so much, you know, like good art you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, music and movies and films that people will never see that are in our mind, classic legends mm-hmm. that are just going to fade away. Like unless yeah. someone, it pops up on someone's queue on some streaming service, mm-hmm. like they'll never watch it. They'll never hear it. Yeah. You know, like today we were talking about buddy and he was just like, Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah. I, I kind of heard yeah. of them. I kind of, I don't know if I heard their song. I was like, what? Which like, is crazy. Cause I mean, he wasn't really, I mean, you know, he's 22 years old. Um, but like, it's just crazy to think that that somebody does yeah that somebody doesn't know right who led zeppelin yeah is. like it's such ingrained in my soul <laughs> you yeah know, like like one of the greatest <laughs> bands to ever 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 exist right. yeah the most popular 
successful bands to ever exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? And <laughs> it's it's mind blowing. And you're right. like Stairway to Heaven. He's like, oh yeah. It's like, well, of course you know a lot of the songs, right. you know. But yeah, and it, it's just different. You know what I mean? Like, remember, like, you know. I didn't even grow up in like the seventies when like mm. people were buying vinyl and like looking at the, you know, the, the whole thing and, and that whole like experience of having, cause, cause it's cool when you get like a new vinyl and you can open it up. Oh, it's yeah. like, it's big it's an experience. The, the pictures are huge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, but even just getting CDs and tapes and shit mm-hmm. back in the day, you know what I mean? That was so fun to like open up the booklet mm-hmm. and just like read, read along oh, yeah. with the lyrics, you know? Yeah. Like I would do that, like spend time literally just sitting in my room put on an album while it's listening to it, look through the artwork, read the lyrics. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a whole experience, man. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I think people miss out, like, you know, they're fine without it, I guess it's, but it's just an added, you know, thing that a lot of people never get to experience. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, kind of sad. And, and, and the crazy thing is, is that a lot of them don't want to either. Right. You know what I mean? So I guess that's the difference. Thing. That's, that's the, some, one of the weirdest things to me is because I think that, you know, and, and it's something that I didn't realize, but, you know, when I was younger, but like even the generations before us, literally, we're looking at the world differently. Mm. We're like living in a slightly different world. Yeah, definitely. You know? And and it's just, um, it just seems to be getting more and more diluted, mm. you know, and and like I said, I hope, I hope that that changes. Yeah. And I think, you know, even with things like vinyl becoming super popular again and mm. stuff like that, and like uh, even cassettes are becoming uh, yeah. really popular again. Like I've done like a couple albums with a friend uh, that, that being released on cassette, you mm-hmm. know, and that's crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah, who's actually going to be able to play it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, like nobody's really got it, but, but apparently it's, it's getting more popular again. I'm That's lucky cool. enough to have a pretty nice one sitting right, right yeah. here. You know, it's just, I'm <laughs> so happy now that I do. Right. Because um, it's like a really nice cassette, you know, right. player and recorder and whatever. But like. Well, it's just scary yeah. too. Like you think of like from an archival standpoint, like there's these great works that are created mm-hmm. that now if there's ever a digital meltdown, if like power goes out, right. that's all gone. Well, yeah. What happens to it? Like that's like our great library in atlantis is all like the world's knowledge is all mm-hmm. on a computer now right and if that ever crashes if for some reason that ever goes away mm-hmm. that's gone it's gone forever you know like yeah there's when still, the solar flare comes you right know, like there's, there's tape still like even dvds like they only last a hundred years and they'll fade and mm-hmm. cds can lose information over time mm-hmm. hard drives lose information they stop working yeah you know if you run them all the time they burn out. If you don't run it, then they get stuck and they crash. You know, it's just, just yeah. It just made me think of something, though. Um, you know, even with like the the classic paintings throughout history and everything, Mona Lisa, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like those fade too. You know what I yeah. mean? And that, unless we preserve them, luckily there's been some amazing people that have preserved that history right. for us. You know, um, but without it it will fade away paper will just start to disintegrate Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like the sun will inevitably kill everything um and i think that comes down to people wanting to do that and the need and i feel like i see like less and less of that you Mm -hmm. know i remember you know she's been out of school for a while now but my niece i remember when she was in school and she would you know i'd be like oh like do you have an art class do you have a music like are you doing it and she's like no they cut that out of the budget yeah it's crazy like 
man, like yeah. a lot of people don't get to do that stuff. And I don't know if it was just the time and or like my bubble that I grew up in, like, but like all my friends were super talented, all played music, all, yeah. you know, yeah. had very creative visions and drive and mm. Those are the classes that keep kids in school, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, certain kids, you know what I mean? Like, but uh, there's a lot of uh, brilliant people out there that, you know, would have probably left school if it weren't for those classes, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I dropped out of high school, but that's because I was kind of, a, I was a loser, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know it's just because i hated school so much but like um but no there's for a lot of kids i mean that's what that's what you know gets them to walk in the door every day mm -hmm. you know yeah. what i mean and these Makes are the fun yeah these are the important things in life like that's the reason that's what gives people like us our our life's purpose sometimes mm -hmm. is just being yeah. able to create something and i think having a creative brain and being taught to embrace i think everybody can be creative it's mm -hmm. You know, I think there is things to learn, of course, but I think everyone has a creative ability. It's just mm -hmm. a lot of it's confidence, security, you know, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the importance of teaching that isn't even just to create a piece of artwork, but I feel I use that every day in life. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a creative way of thinking, you can problem solve. Yeah, exactly. And if you can problem solve, you can pretty much get through whatever you have to get through in life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even have to be a painting or a piece of music. Like just yeah. like, oh no, I got to file my taxes. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I do that? Okay, well, if I do this, I got to figure that. I got to get this form. I got to get that. I got to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you problem solve and you figure it out. And I think having a creative brain, having a creative way of viewing things helps you in general everyday life oh yeah i mean you know and so and, and really and that's something that i kind of wanted to that, that i kind of want to do with this podcast too is it as it goes on like i want to you know interview like solely entrepreneurs and stuff like that mm -hmm. you know what i mean people that are just really great at something mm -hmm. because like you know um uh, trades you know um uh, craft um you know in in the arts there they they all mingle together you know be i think maybe through a lot of the times the lens of problem solving mm -hmm. because you have something you want to accomplish and you need to figure out how to do it and you utilize your own ingenuity mm -hmm. and your own creativity and whatever the case is, is to figure out what that's going to be yeah. so like a mechanic can be extremely creative right. you know exactly. what i mean that's and, a form of artwork too even mm -hmm. an accountant could be an artwork yeah you know i look at what an accountant does and i'm like damn like i can't do that like yeah. that's pretty impressive like mm -hmm. that's kind of an art you yeah. know yeah you don't have it's not an entertainment art yeah but it's like you're problem solving you're that's creating your something form. you're because you're just it so happen. good at it yeah, yeah. and it just kind of goes back to you know um um uh, i totally lost my train of thought because i just got so wrapped up in that <laughs> idea of an accountant you know <laughs> being creative right. in some yeah. kind of way you know just because that's it's always like the go-to example of like oh, i guess you could be an accountant for the rest of your life but yeah. if you're really really good at that yeah, if and, you're really good at it and you yeah. love it that's what I was going to say. Going yeah. back to the, the point that you said where everybody's creative in some sort of way, mm -hmm. that's just their way. Yeah. That's just their way of doing it. Everybody right. has like their thing, mm -hmm. you know, where like they just need to find what that is. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. But unfortunately, it does to, to many people mm -hmm. and they're kind of stifled by fear and, and all that. But it shouldn't matter whatever that is that you're good at. Right. You know, you should just find what you're good at mm -hmm. and go do that and embrace it. then you're yeah. going to be happy mm -hmm. you know absolutely and then even like you know if it's not job you know if you're like a single parent like raising kids like 
that can be an art form mm-hmm. you know like no one knows what to do and how to do it like you yeah. have to figure that out and then everyone has their own unique ways of doing it like 100%. that's arguably an art form in itself oh absolutely man you know, you're like, literally molding a human being mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah like my wife Lacey, she she stays home with our four kids mm-hmm. you know and um somehow mm-hmm. i wouldn't i couldn't do it right. you know what i mean yeah. but she's just she just has those abilities right. to be able to do that and do it really really well yeah so she's you know? creating that she's you know, creating she's that creating life. a space a yeah. world of life yeah mm-hmm. and uh and I mean, we're also thankful for it. And then everything that my kids do will be reflected upon her in, in at some point in time because she did a good job mm-hmm. of like allowing them to be the people they're going to be. Right. And then, um, you know, they get to go off. And then so my, whatever my wife's doing now echoes through eternity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just one example. Everything that anybody does will echo through eternity. Absolutely. Somehow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're leaving a legacy, whether it's, you know, in that case, a child, or if it's a painting or music or a film mm-hmm. or TV shows or, you know, whatever it is you're creating or doing, you know, you are leaving a mark on this planet. Mm-hmm. You know, some marks can arguably be bigger, I guess, or more recognizable or mm-hmm. get more views or clicks and stuff, whatever that even means these days. Just but that like, means something. But yeah. it doesn't. Like, the fact that you're doing it, you know, like, that's what matters. It can mm-hmm. be small or big, but if you enjoy it and you truly love it and it brings you happiness, like, right. do That's it. your expression. Exactly. And it's beautiful, yeah. You know, and I know people are like, oh, well, financially, I can't just pursue my painting and you right. know it doesn't pay the bills it's like well that's okay like then maybe you got to get a job and pay the bills but don't give up on the painting right. you know, i've had a lot of friends growing up that some of the most talented musicians and artists i've still to this day have ever met and then they don't do anything with it mm-hmm. and then you know i talk to them years later and they're like oh i went to college got my master's degree and you know have a nice house and a good job and the family and kids and they're like you know, and I love them, but my life is kind of... My life sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And if you like that life, like I'm not knocking that type of yeah, life. Like sure. if you love that and you do get joy out of it, then that's beautiful and mm-hmm. great. But if you're not, then what are you doing? We're only here for so much time. We only, mm-hmm. you know, as far as we know, we only really have one shot to like fully enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So like it's yeah. worth tr- at least trying to pursue what you want to do and instead yeah. of like giving up and just being like, oh, I'll just... Yeah, ride the social wave of what I should do. It's this stupid image of like the rock star or whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? Or you know, the 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 uh, the actor or actress. You know, the celebrity, mm-hmm. and um, like as if that's what it has to be. Right, and it's not to like your dreams. I, you know, I've met a lot of celebrities and people and successful people, and like they're no different really than other people. Like mm-hmm. you just know the job that they do you're yeah. more aware of their work you know 100 mm-hmm. like it doesn't mean that they're better it doesn't mean that you know they should be idolized or anything like that mm-hmm. you know but like you know it's fine to be appreciated for your work and all that of course mm-hmm. but like i don't know, like they're just people you know like i when 100%. i meet fans you know they'll be like and i talk to them they're like oh my god you're just so like down to earth normal i'm like yeah i'm just a person like, I'm, I'm just a human a being like. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no that's one that's one thing that's really great about you because um you are you're such an authentic person you know what i mean and um and i guess i mean if anybody's listening to this at this point 
uh, and doesn't know who who Jay is, <laughs> thanks for listening, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, and, but you know, you obviously are most well known for being a cast member and investigator on uh, Ghost Adventures. That's mm-hmm. what I forgot to put on in your intro was Paranormal Investigator. Well, I think you did actually. Say did that. I? I think you dropped that in there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah. So you've you've been involved with Ghost Adventures for years now. Yeah, just a little over a decade. Damn. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. It's the longest job I've ever had, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a long time. Right. Especially put in, in, in 10,000 hours. Oh, yeah. Especially in this <laughs> business, too. Like, a lot of stuff doesn't go that long. You know, every... Totally. You know, before I started, it's always project to project, and some things last longer than others. So, it's mm-hmm. it's amazing that we've been able to go this long. And, you know, I think a lot of it is the fact that we're able to be and have so much creative control Mm -hmm. like it is just us doing this stuff like we don't the network producers and they're not telling us what to do or anything like that you know and like of course there's like a basic show layout but every episode we want to try something different we can do that and you know we try to keep it fresh and creative and and the fact that we truly do love what we're doing as well and i think that pays off i think it comes across and i think that's helped in the success of the show and yeah. just keeping it going for so long. No, I think you. I think you're probably right. Um, it's very easy to see when you're watching a show. There, there comes a point in it when um, it really changes, mm-hmm. and it's like the soul's been sucked out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a show that you were really into, and um, it, it's probably for a variety of reasons. But I think in reality, like like you, like Ghost Adventures, um, it's probably because um it just was sold out you know what i mean like somebody took control over it and it became mm. more corporatized right yeah and you, you kind of yeah you definitely lose the authenticity when it's mm. overproduced and over pushed and yeah which definitely. ghost adventures has done a wonderful job of keeping mm. that oh, yeah. authenticity in it um and it's still entertaining after all these seasons yeah. it's still entertaining for you us know? too it's still like you know I've always thought like, oh, at this point in, like, what could shock me now? What could freak me out? You know, yeah. but my mind still gets blown every time, and I still I'm look sure. forward to getting out there and doing more, and mm-hmm. you know, and like the brotherhood that we've created with the other guys, like we are like literally brothers. You know, yeah. like you know, we I look forward to just being able to like experience that. Yeah, you know, when we're on the road together, filming, even just hanging out, all that kind of stuff. That's like, nice. Yeah. You know, it's nice. And of course, it's nice to get home, but usually within a few days of being home, it's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back mm-hmm. out there. And it helps if you don't hate the people you're around when you're working. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I don't think we could do that if we, you know, totally didn't dislike yeah. each other. Impossible. We'd just never be able to do that. Staying in hotel rooms for days on end and <laughs> right. just being just around each other yeah, 100% especially the, of the last time year with out. COVID because oh, yeah. we've luckily been able to keep filming during it, but we don't do anything else. Like, we don't go out. We don't mm-hmm. hang out mm-hmm. places. Like, we literally live at the hotel and mm-hmm. that's all we do and you know we would go crazy if we didn't like each other mm-hmm. totally yeah so um i guess to to uh you've probably told this a, a million times by now i'm sure but for for the for the listeners here you started out with them um way back when you still lived on the east coast right mm-hmm. as a sound and sound sound guy right yeah yeah yeah, yeah i was living in philly at the time and um uh, 
I guess Ghost Adventures were, I think, starting their fourth season at the time. They were about two years in, mm. and they used to hire a local sound guy wherever they would go. So they film in Nebraska. They try to find a sound guy in Nebraska, yeah. and he would work the show. Uh, after two seasons or two years of doing that, they started running into problems because if you've ever seen the show, like we investigate ghosts. There were a lot of middle-of-nowhere towns, mm-hmm. abandoned buildings, things like that, and you're filming out in Tonopah, like there's not really right. professional sound engineers living in Tonopah. And if there are, <laughs> I apologize. I'm just not aware of it. <laughs> there's not. Right. It's a pretty safe bet. I mean, I put money on it. Right. But maybe there's. You know, so like the problem is they started running into issues where like, hey, like, so they're like, we want to bring on a full-time like regular guy. And I think they started bringing some people out like gig by gig a little bit, but they're like, we want like one person to come out and be the sound guy on all mm-hmm. of it. And... I was working a show in Philly called Wreck Chasers where we were following tow trucks around the city, which was insane. <laughs> I mean, you tell me about yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, so I was doing that. And uh, with that, it was crazy because it was like, you know, there was like police shootouts and stolen cars. And it was like really intense, really like on the run, you know, very physically demanding. And yeah. I, I guess I impressed the company enough to be like, I was there, I was doing it. Like I never backed down. I never complained. Like I mm-hmm. did the work and, you know, never stride away from the craziness that was going on mm-hmm. in the moment. And so they reached out to me. We're like, Hey, we have another gig. You know, if you can fly out to Vegas and go do sound on this other show. And I was like, sure, like I'll go do it. And just thought it was a gig at first mm-hmm. and flew out and, you know, did, you know, the first few days. And at that time, uh, I would only work the first couple of days during the interview, the first half of the show, which is just interviews and research and history. Mm. So I did the sound for that. And then I would leave when they would do the investigation because mm. it is just, you know, now just the four of us that are in there investigating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I remember like at that point I worked in reality TV for a while. I've done a bunch of shows. And I remember when I first watched the episode come out that I worked on, I was like, wow, like this is actually real. Like this is true to what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of shows, you know, working behind the scenes on shows, you see them made and then the episode airs and you're like, oh, that's how they twisted that or made that happen. Right. But with Ghost Adventures, it was the first time where I was like really like, I was impressed. I was really like, wow, this is actually very genuine and truthful yeah. to all the events that occurred and how it happened. Mm-hmm. And so like right then I was like, yes, this feels good. Mm-hmm. And being such a small crew, we became good friends and being on the road so much, you know, they kept bringing me back and we became good friends. And then one day, uh, Zach was showing me an EVP that he got at Johnny Cash's house in Jamaica. Mm. And he's like, do you think this sounds like Johnny Cash? And I was like, well, you actually, you could do a vocal analysis with like a sample of Johnny Cash and the EVP and kind of compare the two. And, and he's like, oh, you can do that? I'm like, yeah, like I'm a tech guy. That's mm-hmm. what I do. And he's like, all right, we'll have you do that. But like on the show. So that was my first yeah. on-air appearance kind of doing that. And then from there, it kind of grew where, you know, I'd be brought in, you know, a little bit here and there to do different experiments, things like that. Mm. And then it just kept growing and then became like, uh, the full time uh, myself and Billy became like the nerve center guys like, like mm-hmm. we were like the techs and we would watch the cameras and be there for that and then from there it evolved again uh, when I stopped doing sound I took over cinematography duties and then kind of became more you know and then that was like the four of us became the main I guess I don't know people on the show that, mm-hmm. 
the talent, as they will say. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, for is sure. It's always such a weird term to me, but. Because, you yeah, know, with the gaffer, the grip, the PA, they're all talented, too. Like, yeah, the talent. Right. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> we are the talented ones. Uh, right. Where's my coffee? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> but, like... Where's my fucking latte? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, it's such a cool story to hear. Um, and I think that's probably a really cool thing for people um, who don't know a lot about the show. Because I think that that says a lot mm. about the show. You know, like... The fact that you were able to just, you know, just kind of be there, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, like the things that you said mattered. It wasn't like Zach was like, hey, like, hey, yeah, okay, yeah, get out of here, you know, like, you know, like, you know, or anything yeah. like that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like you were part of the crew, you were part of the family, mm -hmm. you know, and um, that says a lot about the show's uh, authenticity in itself. Mm -hmm. Well, even now, like when we were. You know, not when we're investigating, it is just the four of us in there, but like when we're doing interviews and research during the first half of the show, sometimes we fall into moments where we kind of do a little mini investigation because we heard something or something weird is going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if our camera girl hears something, we turn to her. Mm -hmm. You know, if the sound guy, like whoever, like we have different sound guys now, like we have a few different ones that we use and, you know, we'll turn to them, you mm -hmm. know, like we show like, okay, these are the people that are in the room right now. Yeah. And you could see there's not, you know, like some shows where there's like 20 crew members all just off camera. Right. Like it's literally, you know, even during that part, which is the most, I guess, closest to regular production style. But mm -hmm. even that it's, you know, there's literally like two camera oper operators and a sound guy, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm one of the operators. It's much more intimate that way. Mm -hmm. those, those types of crews are much more intimate. You feel like, you know, you feel like you can talk to everybody in, in situations yeah. like that. And it's too, from the paranormal sense, like we are legitimately trying to document evidence. Mm -hmm. So like we, if we hear something, we want to account for everybody in there and mm -hmm. we will show you everyone that's in there. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want it to be like, oh, like we've gotten evidence before that it's been mind blowing. But maybe it was just like one camera angle and you don't see where everyone is. So it's like, you know, like, mm -hmm. like you know, we can't present that without, you know, like we start thinking, oh, maybe it could be this or this. Like, you know, so we try to always present it, you know, the best evidence we can from mm -hmm. like multiple angles. And like I said, showing you like, you know, if there's another camera person there, like they're here, like, mm -hmm. you know, they're part of this too. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, man. It's a, it's a good environment to be involved in, for yeah. sure. It's just been nice because it's just been a continuous evolution, you know, besides just myself, but the show's evolved and I think it's grown and, you know, we've gotten even better and, mm -hmm. you know, it's amazing. Like, we feel like, you know, like, oh, we we're, it was so good so many years ago, but then it just seems to keep our fans keep growing and loving us and mm -hmm. you know because of them we get to do what we get to do and mm -hmm. you know be successful and with that we've like been able to create other shows and you know like spin-off shows and other series and things like that and yeah. it's just it just keeps evolving and it's just yeah there's, been, there's been a number of them and they all kill it too mm -hmm. in the ratings yeah. yeah yeah they're all doing really well and now that we're on streaming we've been you know top trending show since it launched and mm -hmm. You know, it's incredible. Like, we didn't, you know, necessarily expect that. We, of course, hoped, of course. But, mm -hmm. like, I would never have necessarily thought we would be, like, the number one trending show of all of Discovery. Like, yeah, I mean, that's so, much so many content. networks. Yeah, there's so many networks, so many shows that mm -hmm. are all, I mean, not all, mm -hmm. 
but uh, uh, they're very good quality shows. Oh, absolutely. And like, you know, these are not like, you know, public access shows, right. man. Like these oh, are the, these are the, the most yeah, there best were some of the shows most, in the world. Exactly. They were some of the most popular or most highly rated on regular television. Mm-hmm. You know, so we were like, oh, like those shows clearly will keep going. But that's just a testament to like our fan base and yeah. how supportive they are and how they just keep growing and mm-hmm. you know one of the exciting thing is like we have that base but then I hear new people like oh yeah I just started watching it or I'll hear from fans like oh yeah we just started like there's always new people coming on board and yeah. like I love that it's amazing it's it's just it still blows my mind or like it still blows yeah. my mind at how much it keeps growing and you know I love it and want to change it for the world yeah man yeah it's amazing so um kind of you know even outside of that you've been uh you've been fortunate enough to to also open up your own well a couple production companies now mm-hmm. uh currently we're sitting in the simple equations uh media mix room mm-hmm. recording this yeah. which uh you are the owner of this fine establishment that is that is true <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um which is which has been a wonderful thing uh for for me here since moving here to vegas which has been great to kind of begin to get involved in all this but um but you also had a company called sunhouse films right mm-hmm. yeah um well i guess when and how did how did that end and and it kind of transitioned into simple equations kind of yeah way, i mean right? so originally i was started a company in philly with some friends which i won't even get too much into that but it was way early and you know and we got to a point i guess easiest way to say we kind of butted heads on how things should go and so we split off and then that's when i started sunhouse films uh with actually my now ex-wife like we started sunhouse films as kind of like you know like because i don't know it was just we were both very creative people we wanted to like you know express that Mm -hmm. um so besides like doing film projects you know we were doing also like crafts and making things we were doing Mm. conventions more and things like that and events and you know it kind of became not so much a film company either but kind of more just like a creative art company in a Mm. sense um and then when we moved to nashville it kept going and kind of broke into more music videos and things like that and then we ended up splitting up and then from there it was kind of like all right well like do I want to keep going with that? Or like, I felt it was a good time where like, all right, if I am going to rebrand myself, like now's the time to do it. Mm. So then I started Simple Equations Media. Um, and basically the idea and like with the name of the company is that like, I think a lot of things are oh, become overcomplicated. People look at things, you know, and like, don't get me wrong. Like there could be a lot of shit to take care of, you know, it's, but like people like overcomplicate, they overthink, you overanalyze, mm-hmm. and that's deconstructive. It doesn't help the thing. And I think all life, you know, from art to actually biological life, everything, like it's just simple equations. Like mm-hmm. you do the math, it might take you hours to do the math. It might mm-hmm. be the largest math formula ever, but they're all just simple equations. And if you put your mind to it and you focus, it doesn't have to be that difficult. Um, yeah, I mean that's I mean really the the building blocks of absolutely everything in the universe can be exactly. boiled down to some sort of simple equation of yeah. some kind. Some maybe a little more complex, but I right. mean like a ratio. Yeah. I mean, the you simple know what I mean? can be is, interchanged, but like I think. Yeah. But that's the thing. Once you can understand it and you grasp it and you look at it from all angles and you figure it out, it becomes simple. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be difficult anymore. You know, like yeah. you know, 
as both musicians, like we probably have some talents that some person that's never picked up a guitar or something might be like, oh my God, like that looks so complicated. Mm -hmm. But to us, like that's the simplest little riff, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's nothing. Perspective, yeah, really, at exactly. that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like that's kind of the philosophy, I guess, from it. And I wanted to create a place too and come into Vegas and starting the studio space here and starting to meet people like, you know, just meeting people that were like-minded, creative people that loved what they did, yeah. you know, and I've been fortunate enough to be successful in this career. Like a lot of people, you don't like, it's an up and down battle. Like mm -hmm. it's not always a guarantee, you know, it takes a long time to get going sometimes. Totally. And even with that, it could drop out, you know, and I've always wanted to be like, Hey, like I'm doing well, you know, so I want to create a space that can help other creative people do well too. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. just kind of like support each other and create this community of, you know, like, oh, I have a project idea. Oh, I have a project. And we all kind of just work together on it. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, bring in business and stuff as well. But, yeah. you know, just have an outlet for all our creative endeavors. No, yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, you, you definitely have done that for sure, because everybody who, um, you know, is, is involved with Simple Equations um, is are just incredibly talented creative people. Mm -hmm. So like it's, there isn't anybody here that is just kind of like useless. In any, right. I don't even want to say useless because right. that sounds like really demeaning or something, but everybody, you know, everybody who's, who's in and out of here, mm. you know, like everybody's really good at what right. they're good at. Yeah. And yeah. it, cre it, it, it makes for a space that, you know, given the opportunity can do absolutely anything it wants to do. Right. Yeah. And I feel like I kind of had like a beautiful, sad moment the other day when I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, like I kind of haven't seen a lot of the people involved, in, you know, in a while. And, you know, obviously COVID doesn't help, but like, mm -hmm. but then I was like, oh, it's kind of sad. But I was like, but I'm not really seeing them because they're all really busy. Like we've mm -hmm. talked about like just how busy we've been. I've been super busy with the show, mm -hmm. you know, and you've been busy doing your other projects and like, you know, everyone else is like just branching off and just like mm -hmm. killing it, you know, like everyone's doing some amazing work right now. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's been quiet around here, but, but only because, yeah, like you say, everybody's mm -hmm. busy. Everybody's doing things yeah. and that's a good thing. Yeah. I love hearing that. Like yeah. that makes me like, yeah, like, you know, mm -hmm. I want to, keep that going you know and mm -hmm. then that's why it you know it, and i think everyone you know when we do all get together and we work on other stuff or whatever like it you know we always still were excited about it and mm -hmm. you know and just having the space and then like you know even if eventually people move on and they have their own thing that just takes off and mm -hmm. you know they don't need this space anymore like you know there's still a whole other generation of younger filmmakers 100%. and musicians and people that are coming up and, mm -hmm. you know, and I always remember when I first started, you know, way back like 2001, 2002, there was nobody that cared. Like I felt it was so, I guess, like challenging. And, you know, I remember talking to like the first time I ever talked to like a real like crew person, like mm -hmm. that just like freelances, works on pr film projects. And he's like, ah, don't do it. It's a miserable life. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm just like, oh, like what? Like, yeah, I've encountered like a lot of those people, you know, and I think a lot of it because it can be so cutthroat. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, when you're like, you know, when you're hustling and you're, you know, finding any gig that you can and like, you know, just trying to do work, mm -hmm. um, it can be hard to come by at times and it's that way for everybody. Mm -hmm. So when you get the gigs and you get these, you know, um, these, these jobs or whatever, like, 
you don't you want to keep that for yourself right because you don't know what's going to come back again mm-hmm. and you know so a lot of people if you're not if you if you haven't broken through to that point where you know you you know a lot of people who are doing a lot of things that are going to ask you to do something mm-hmm. it's almost impossible yeah. because like there is a barrier you know what i mean mm-hmm. and every once in a while there's somebody uh, with an open heart like yours, mm. you know what I mean? Um, and I don't say that to case your ass, like I mean it, you know, um, to where it allows people to, to, to come in. Mm. You know what I mean? Just like, just we were talking with Lee earlier and mm. he's going to be coming around here more often yeah. and everything. He's really young. Mm. He was saying he had, I, I'm going to have him on the podcast too. Yeah. Um, um, but you know, he's, he's been in the industry for, he said not even a full year. Yeah. He's starting in COVID too. Right. You know what I mean? Like and, that, he's a good story. So like, kind of like kind of my mind thinking i guess and how i approach it is like you know i hired him like through a friend that recommended him and he was kind of starting and wanting to do you know some more work and Mm -hmm. you know because they're new you tend to work for better rates you know and then because of the budget i only had so much so i was like oh like i'll give him a shot and he did great you know in this music video that we did for actually for charles hager and Mm -hmm. uh you know he did great as a steady cam op and i remember like you know, that was kind of my first experience. I was like, all right, that, you know, that might be it, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. But then he, I remember he was like looking at some of the equipment I had and he was like, oh, you have a, a geared head, which is like a, an older kind of school tripod, but it has like wheels that you turn mm-hmm. and it's a really cool tripod. And he's like, oh, I've really wanted to like learn to do that. Like, and I'm like, come in and practice. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, give me a call. Let me know. Like, if you want to come in and practice, just let me know. And yeah. if I'm here, or somebody's here, just come on in and you can practice with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I've said that to a lot of people. You know, I've run into people that are like, oh, I want to get into this. I'm like, I have lighting. You know, you want mm-hmm. to learn lighting, you know, like, and you're a cool person and you seem cool. Like, mm-hmm. Let me know. Like yeah. you can come in. Like let's let's say that first, so the listeners. You yeah, know, that doesn't mean just show just, up and you can play. You got to be like, a cool person. So if you're not yeah. a cool person, just don't even come right. around. But like even like with you, <laughs> like you're you're generally like you're a sound guy. Like yeah. your field is more of the sound. But if for some reason you're like, man, I would really like to like kind of learn more about lighting. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, go in there, like yeah. set shit up, try mm-hmm. it out, figure it out. Like that's the best way to learn things is just hands on seeing what it does, you know, hundred percent, you know, or anybody like I've talked to, you know, everybody involved and I'm like, you know, like you kind of, you know, like people fall into like kind of positions and that's fine. Like we all kind of have roles in a sense, in a Mm -hmm. way like loosely, but if there's ever like, if you want to be like, you know what, I'm really interested in like set design and doing that. And it's Mm -hmm. like, all right, go ahead. Like, yeah build it's a little here. set like go for it try something out you mm-hmm. know like just learn it and figure it out and you might be like yeah i don't like it and you never do it again or you right. might be like wow this is a newfound right you know thing that i'm really in love with and it could take off and you never mm-hmm. know yeah that's that's definitely what makes uh this place special for mm-hmm. sure is that um it, it really is like um you know the, for the people who who are here it really is like um you know open you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's a it's a place where you can come and and be creative in any sort of way you want to because like you're saying you, you have you know you were saying even if i wanted to learn you know how to light really well or mm-hmm. something like i i could do that you know what i mean and and also 
there's there's a recording studio here mm. and and um there's you know cameras yeah. and there's gri- grip gear you yeah. know, there, there's everything yeah. editing bay editing you know, bay like, exactly you know um we have a photography area now mm-hmm. and set building area, like you know yeah it's uh it's it really it's it's a it's a complete hub for for creativity yeah. Yeah. I never there's no excuse if we you know someone's like oh i don't i don't i want to do this but i can't like no like you can mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely yeah but yeah cool man so um i guess that's kind of coming towards the end there was some yeah. other stuff uh i wanted to get into mm-hmm. but we've been running for a little while yeah. here um maybe we'll have to have you back and on to people are gonna have really l- hope people have a really long drive to work <laughs> they're listening to this stuck in traffic listen my fans see <laughs> they're waiting right they're waiting for this episode have it on in the background while you're cleaning the house yeah or, exactly i mean that's what's kind of cool about podcasts you can kind of just put them on and mm-hmm. like i've gotten more into them now and like i'll just put them on even just background and like you know you don't necessarily catch every word but you catch little bits and you know road trips it's always great so that's the best like i consume sometimes more podcasts and even music nowadays right. it's crazy because i mean because i just like you know i like hearing conversations i like mm-hmm. having conversations yeah. which is why i started this this is obviously like brand new mm-hmm. so the whole joke about fans i don't have any right. <laughs> <laughs> you know but that's okay but i think that's great like that shows like the fact podcasts are growing and become more popular is a good sign to me because mm-hmm. i feel that shows that people want and desire that conversation mm-hmm. you know i think we lack that in real day-to-day life now. right yeah you know everyone just texts everyone just messages everyone just hits likes or mm-hmm. you know what i mean there's not as much one-on-one just let's just sit down and talk yeah like that doesn't really happen even if you have problems you type out an email and then you type an email response and you you know what i mean there's just there's that lack of human interaction and dialogue mm-hmm. you know and i think podcasts kind of give people you know even if you're on the outside just listening to it it, mm-hmm. it has a familiar good feeling that kind of brings you back to like oh yeah we are all human we mm-hmm. should all be communicating we should all be working together and figuring things out mm-hmm. and just have a dialogue you know even if it's yeah. tough even if it's sensitive like we should as human beings be able to have conversations and yeah theoretically work out our problems Mm -hmm. as a society yeah we need that connection you know i think now definitely more than ever before absolutely um and so yeah podcasts i guess you know i never really thought of it in that contest context exactly but you're completely right you know like maybe that's why their popularity has become why they become so popular just because yeah it is genuine human connection again Mm -hmm. it's not a movie you know what I mean? Where like you know you see people on screen and you and you hear the story. It's not like reading a book where like the story's there, and you know you can relate to the story. And it's like people literally talking to each other, exactly, and feeding off of each other's vibe. You yeah. know, and like and 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 and, and getting into it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like you know it's like the good conversations you have with your buddies at like one two in the morning. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? When mm-hmm. like it's you know yeah it's it's great I've had man. so many of those like growing up and be like man i wish we recorded that it was like before podcasts yeah. or even a thing and mm-hmm. like, it would always be like oh man that was so such a good conversation yeah yeah and that's yeah that's definitely something i hope to that i hope that i can eventually you know uh perfect mm. for sure you know what i mean with this regardless of 
anything that ever happens with it. Right. Because it's just becoming like, it's becoming so creatively satisfying for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I've dabbled in podcasts a little bit in the past with like Beyond Terrestrial podcasts and stuff, which you were on. Yeah. Um, and and then just getting this started and everything, you know, it's like it's becoming so creatively satisfying for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it it feels just as good as playing music right. or something, you know, where it's like because because you get like that, you know, like when you're having a good conversation with mm-hmm. somebody, you know what I mean? Like there's like a, a fucking there's like a vibration oh, yeah. that starts to happen, bouncing start, back and forth, like, and yeah, you, your body kind of like wakes up or something, mm-hmm. and you're kind of like you're really involved. Yeah, your synapses start firing, and yeah. you know they say something. Oh yeah, I remember this. I remember that. Oh yeah, that was like this and this, and mm-hmm. you know there could be you could just be flying at some point in mm-hmm. conversation when it's going good. And yeah, there's nothing like that. It's you know it's it's hard. It's not as common to get to that point anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It's a very it's it's one of the most human things we can do for yeah, sure. I've had conversations with people where I'm like, hey, like blah 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 blah, like, mm-hmm. and they're just like, yeah, right, oh, okay, I guess we're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the art of conversation is something that is definitely lost to people nowadays mm. for sure. And I'm not that good at it either. Like in large groups, I don't say anything. Oh yeah, yeah. You I'm know? not the best in large groups. Yeah, I'm I get super anti-social. Yeah, yeah, and it's like. But then in smaller groups and especially one on one, it's like I finally get to be like, okay, this is who I am. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> right, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, which which is nice, but um, but yeah. So I guess uh, as we wrap up here, kind of what do you what do you have going on like creatively? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, Ghost Adventures is still blowing up, oh, yeah. and you got a bunch of stuff going on, mm-hmm. you know, with that Discovery Plus and all that new seasons mm-hmm. and stuff. But um, um, so. You, anything special going on there? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're still doing more Ghost Adventures. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, there's some things that haven't officially been announced yet, but mm. we, depending on when this airs, too, who knows? But September. Okay, so maybe month. by then, but I don't know. But uh, we do have some new projects we've been working on. Uh, we did a project uh, with Zach and I worked on uh, the new season of Halloween Wars on the Food Network. Yeah, sweet. Uh, where Zach's like a special guest host on it and it was like he's doing all the challenges and everything based on objects from the Haunted Museum and that was a lot nice. of fun to shoot. And yeah, but... So that's coming out. Uh, there's another project that uh, Zach teamed up with Eli Roth's team and uh, doing basically these cinematic films about objects at the Haunted Museum. So uh, wow. I worked with Zach <clears throat> filming those parts that's cool. here in Vegas. And, yeah. you know, I haven't seen a final cut yet, but everything I'm hearing is that it's mind-blowing. And so, so I'm really excited like, to see that. Like little cinematic shorts in a way then? Kind or? of, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Basically just really high production value, really like horror film. Sweet. Good, scary, you know. Stories about these objects, which, yeah, I'm excited to. Yeah, Eli that. Roth is the man. Too. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He was definitely, uh, I remember when he first came out, like he like jumped out, like suddenly it was like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden it's like, okay, he's, he's, it's like, you know, it's like, it was like when, I think it was Hostels, basically when he broke, right? I mean, and it was like, okay, Eli Roth, like I'm supposed to know who this is, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, this guy's like, you know. Yeah. legit and um and then just he seems like such a a genuine fan of horror mm-hmm. which is amazing because yeah. i mean I, I love horror oh, yeah. you know and um and he's just genuine genuinely loves the genre mm-hmm. which is amazing yeah you know so, yeah so it's gonna be a busy october a lot of stuff's gonna be coming out then and sweet so excited 
cool then, very cool anything else on the personal front uh no just um always like thinking of other stuff you know i'm always going back and forth i want to hopefully if i'm thinking this winter i want to lock in and finally do some recording in the studio and yeah finally get some kind of album together yeah we've been talking about that for a little while yeah. now <laughs> yeah it'll be just, nice it's to, just, it's to, to the point where like i feel like i have to mm-hmm. even if i never put it out like i just have to do it gotta like, do it for my soul mm-hmm. so that and then always you know we got this i hope stuff i and, hope um the thing with sebastian yeah and you and i can 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 blast off we got a pretty cool project yeah. i'm gonna have to se- 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 i need to say his name right it's sebastian <laughs> oh sebastian, sebastian. yeah but um, good, good friend of ours that uh, yeah, I'll definitely have on the podcast sooner than later. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how that goes too. And yeah, kind of an interactive uh, audio video type yeah. of experience. And, and it's just tough these days because, like, even with us, like, there's three of us, mm-hmm. but like being able to get even three people together in the same room, yeah, for so much amount of time to be able to like yeah. flush this all out, yeah. it's difficult these days. You yeah, know? We, we all have so much going on, mm-hmm. you know. So, but it'll get there and I think yeah. it'll be pretty awesome. It will be awesome. Well, cool, man. I think that about does it then. Thank you so much, man. Um, yeah, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let everybody know uh, social medias mm-hmm. and, and all that good stuff yeah. where they can find uh, you. Instagram's Jay Wosley Film. Uh, Twitter's just Jay Wosley. And Facebook, I have a page that's, I think it's, the backslash Jay Wosley film, I think it is. There's a lot of fakes out there too. So you do have a lot of fakes. Yeah, Twitter it's- and Instagram, look for the blue check mark. But I'm still I'm not verified on Facebook because I guess they mm. just randomly do it. Like you can't mm. be like, hey, verify me and go through a process. They just randomly do it. Yeah. But uh but if you go to my Twitter, which is verified, there's a pinned tweet that has a link to my actual Facebook. Yeah. Do you know there's a group for you on Facebook? Yeah, there's a few of them. I Is there a those. few? Yeah. I remember, I don't know why, uh, but I stumbled across it at one time. It was like like Jay Wosley fan group or something okay. like that. Or maybe it was just Jay yeah. Wosley fans yeah, or something like that. There's been a few like different that. versions. I was and, like, damn, dude. It was just right. like, <laughs> it was like yeah. filled with like all these like remember, weird gothic chicks. Right. I remember my mom one day was like, sent me a text like, oh, just just got your friend request for your new Facebook page. I'm like, uh, oh, wow. no, <laughs> like, and I called her right away. I was like, mm-hmm. don't, you know, like, I was like, that's not me. <laughs> God, do man, that. that must be such a, uh, like a mind fuck to try and, you uh, know, yeah. to, to sift through. Cause it, it just, well, it's weird. And all I the feel time. bad because like they, you know, people fall for it. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, like I get messages from people all the time. They're like, we've been talking, you know, they think we're in a relationship. Like, Jesus. Like we've been talking for six months and you know, I love mm-hmm. you and I want to come out to Vegas and see you. And it's like, and then they'll finally like message my like real account mm-hmm. and I'm reading this and I'm just like, what? Like, where do you, like, where's this coming from? Yeah. And they're like, and then they'll like say that like, Oh, we've been, why don't you message me back anymore on WhatsApp? And I was like, I don't even have a WhatsApp. On WhatsApp. Yeah. Wow. I don't even have that. So if you are talking, if you're listening to this and you're talking to me on WhatsApp, you're not talking to me. You're not talking to me. I promise. Yeah. And I stop. Like I still like read stuff because I like to know. I like to be aware of what's going on. But like I can't respond to people. Like there's just yeah. one. There's too many. Yeah. Two. Like I don't know. I just can't. Like I can't respond to everybody. It's too mm-hmm. much. And you got a lot of fans. And even that. Like I I'm at a point now where like honestly like I find myself in moments like 
like it gets depressing trying to read through it all and hearing these people that are like, oh, another fake, per- fake version of you or this or that. And, mm-hmm. and then you get people that are just like haters and trolls. And it's just like, like you're just ruining it for everybody. And, yeah. You know, and I find it, it builds up anxiety and it's like, oh, I don't even want to read that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think I got, I think I got one on Twitter one time. I sent you like a screenshot. All right. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, yeah, just give me your social security number and credit card right, yeah. information. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. People suck, dude. Yeah. Don't ever send anybody money even. <laughs> yeah. Like, just don't do that. Why would like, you know, if I was a fan of yours, like why would, if you asked me for my credit card information, right. I'd be like, what? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe go to like an actual website of theirs, like, yeah. and, type it in if there's like an actual storefront set up yeah and like you're buying a product like mm-hmm. that's one thing but just to be like yeah just type it out and it's insane i'll do this or that and yeah and it's just the fact like we are still filming we are still with the network we're doing well we if anyone asks you to be like hey we need money to buy new ghost equipment like like <laughs> we're still in the middle of I'm, sure, I'm like, sure that's a, probably been one that's definitely. Yeah, come I've up. heard from people like that's yeah. literally they said like, oh, I sent you three hundred dollars because they said you <sighs> need to get new equipment or something, and I was like, oh man, like you know, and I get it. Like, there's just that goes back to what you're saying earlier about just the amount of information out there and how people are getting confused and mm-hmm. you get lost in it and you don't know what's real and what's not. Yeah. You know? So with that, I would say. Hugged your loved ones that are next to you, and absolutely, they're the ones that really matter. Hell yeah, you know. And I appreciate all the fans and everyone that does support us and love us. But like, just love yourself and create your world the best you can make it. Awesome, I love it, man. All right, man. Well, thank you very much. Thank you all for listening. We will catch you again soon. All right, thank you guys so much for listening today. That was our interview with Mr. Jay Wosley. I can't tell you how much. I appreciate you guys listening in. If you're still listening now, just know that it means the absolute world to me. This is a brand new podcast. We're just getting it started. Uh, Lucky enough to have folks like Jay come on and give us some of his wisdom, a a bit of a a perspective from his point of view in life. And um, so, so thankful that uh, I even get to be sitting here doing this for you guys. So, um, just know that, you know, I love you guys. I, I appreciate the support more than you ever know. Um, and just uh, before I let you go here, just going to refresh your memory on Simple Equations Media, full service audio and video production company located here in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Pre-production through post-production. Absolutely everything we can do for you. So make sure to head over to simpleequationsmedia.com. Uh, Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the good stuff. Um, I also wanted to let you know that I recently started a Patreon for this podcast. So that'd be patreon.com slash dreaming in F minor. Make sure to go over and check that out. Um, Any support is beyond appreciated. Make sure to head over to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash dreaming in F minor, Instagram uh, at dreaming in F minor. And, uh, yeah, we're getting this thing going. We're getting this thing going. We're, we're starting to gain some steam. I'm really, really liking it. And I, and I appreciate you guys being on this road trip with me through this podcasting terrain. So, um, yeah, thanks again, guys. I appreciate it. 
I will be back next week with an interview with one of my very, very best friends, Mr. Derek Pearson, coming at you from the Southern Hemisphere, Wanaka, New Zealand. Um, I can't wait for you to tune in. It was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful conversation. And um, yeah, I will see you then. Thanks so much. Love you guys. Bye.